Welcome to The Networks, a show about networking, technology, and the people who make it all happen. I'm Gareth Spence. Talk to anyone in the tech industry right now, and you'll find that sustainability is a hot topic. It's a buzzword that's driving a lot of discussions, and companies are investing a great deal of money here. They want to be seen as green, as companies that care about people and the planet. But what does it take to be a success here? And how can you prove your sustainability credentials? I want some answers. Now, if you work in the tech industry, you might be familiar with Michael Huthart. Michael's been in the press quite a lot over the past few months for helping add for optical networking to develop its sustainability program, and especially its new logistics model, a model some are calling pioneering. I sat down with Michael recently to talk about his work. To start with, I wanted to know how serious ad for optical networking is about sustainability. Well, well, Adva takes, takes sustainability extremely seriously. It's, it's actually woven into what we do now in, in terms of our operation. There are uh, resources we need, we need to produce our equipment. That is scarce. At some point in the future, there is going to be not as much of it around. And if there is some of it around, then it is going to cost a huge amount of money to source that product. So if we're able to reduce what we're bringing, what we're using in terms of resources, that helps not only the the globe itself uh, in terms of the environment itself, but also helps our business because we are able we're custodians of that of that material for as long as we have it from from right from digging it out of the ground right to disposing of it. So if we can reduce the need to bring in more product, then obviously that helps us. As far as a, a business is concerned, it's absolutely right we should be doing this. Uh, there, you know, the global warming issues are, are well publicised. Everybody understands that there are finite resources. So we have to be better at using those resources. It's easy to tell that Michael is passionate about the environment and building a sustainable future. But I wanted to know if this translates to ad for optical networking as a global company. Is sustainability now a part of its DNA? DNA is a, is a long evolution, and I, I think we have to take that into account. There is an evolutionary process here. And uh, uh, by uh, what we have now is that, that we are able to look forward and see that sustainability actually is going to drive other benefits we can't even see at the moment. Uh, but not just for ADFA, it's about our customers too. Our customers are uh, asking us, what can you do for us? What can you do to help us here? One of our largest customers has a target where they want to save um, three times as much carbon through the supply chain as they can save themselves. Now, the only way they're going to achieve that is by working closely with a company like ADFA, one of its largest suppliers, to actually help them deliver on that promise. I was curious to know what the company's employees thought of this new sustainability push. Did they also buy into the vision? Yes, it's a, it's an interesting one because when we first uh, introduced and started the training within the sustainability, then there was, uh, I'd say in some respects, natural scepticism about the benefits that we were going to drive from that. But actually, when we, when we showed them the end-to-end, what we were going to do for our customers and what the benefits would be to the customer, but ultimately, their part in that process, their contribution to that, then actually a lot of the doors opened easier, more easily than I'd, I'd expected it to. So they feel part of that process now, and they feel as if they are making a contribution. And it's not just about a contribution where uh, we're saving carbon. It is uh, understanding this is the best use of our resources. 
Is it snowballing as well? Does it have a snowball effect once you sow the seed that suddenly all of these kind of corporate social responsibility elements come from so many different areas? Yeah, when it, it came to the point when in Adfa we have a, what we call a global ideas bank, and what we what we the feedback we got from that is we like the global ideas bank. I'm just taking this as one example. But could we do a globalised ideas bank just for sustainability? Because we were getting ideas from all different uh, angles, different parts of the business. And what they wanted to do is, could we put a sustainability lens around that, those ideas and just focus on sustainability as ideas? And that was a way of engaging at a different level with the, with the employees. And from that, we've got a lot of good ideas, not just about how we handle our internal processes and how we can make improvements in, in the environment for our internal people, but also could we wind up some of these ideas to it into our customer base as well? And we found that a number of those ideas we can. Okay, so Michael and his team clearly did well to create a sustainability program that was adopted by the global company. But I wondered how customers reacted. Did they share Michael's passion? I think first it is uh, they need to be convinced and they need to be con- convinced that we are serious about this. And I think that is the first door we have to open. Uh, and that is, it isn't just about um, a process where we have a certificate on the wall. It is, does this really, uh, as you described a little earlier, is it in your DNA? And absolutely. And we have to demonstrate that. Then from the customer, they say, well, how does that, how does that impact on what you're doing with us? And can there be anywhere in which case, in which case we can actually get on board, take some of the best practice and adopt that into their own business. So in terms of the customer, when they're looking at us and saying, well, what is sustainability and what is its overall impact? They, first of all, want to be convinced that we're doing it for the right reasons. And then when they see that, they say, hang on, there's some best practice here we can actually adopt ourselves. And they take it into their own business. And that's what we found with a number of our customers now. After spending only a little time with Michael, it's clear to see that sustainability is a real thing for him. It's not some corporate feel-good project that has no real tangible impact. Michael is concerned about metrics, about showing the real value here. He wants to prove that sustainability is good for the environment and for the bottom line. But I wondered what he thought to other companies out there. Are some just paying lip service to the whole notion of sustainability? Listen, there's some element of that. I just can't deny that. But I think, I think the, people who, the, the companies who regard sustainability as something they should look at um, seriously, what they really lack is a model to work from. Uh, sustainability is such a big subject. And, but to have a framework, a model we can work from, as we have with our 10-dimensional model, then that is something that's tangible, something you can work at, something you can go after. And I think our customers... Uh, um, uh, our, uh, regard our model as being uh, certainly uh, the best out there it, whether it's best practice I, I believe it is but uh, certainly our customers believe that but there are companies who um, are doing it for the right reasons but don't really have an idea what they're doing they don't have the framework we have uh, and uh, I think that that is true and there are some that really are doing it just because they want a plaque on the wall yeah. Uh, whether what percentage that is, I'm not quite sure. Michael talks a lot about frameworks. As I mentioned, he's a real metrics guy. He's focused on driving sustained transformational change, and you can't do this without processes in place. 
That's why Adver Optical Networking has developed a 10-dimensional model that helps the company to really focus its efforts. This dimensional model sounds complicated, but it's not. It's basically a framework of activities that concentrate on a number of core areas, such as carbon footprint, eco-design, and environmental management. Over the past year, Adver Optical Networking has received a lot of acclaim for a project within the supply chain management part of the 10-dimensional model. The project is called End-to-End -end Supply and Reuse. Here's Michael explaining why it's so special. Well, it is transformational. It, um, logistics is, is regarded as kind of a, a very mat mature process. Um, we get an order in, we have the facilities to, to, for distribution and warehousing, uh, we employ a transport company, we deliver it to our customer. It, it's a very simple process in the, and, and things generally haven't changed a great deal. But what we offer is we're able to get to our customer and work in a collaborative way that says, do you really need this product? Uh, when are you going to use this product? Because we can deliver that product exactly when you're going to need it. So your warehousing, you, the, the need to plan long term, in, term of, in our case, in terms of installs, uh, we're working with our customers to be able to say, do you really need the product? And when do you need the product? We can deliver it. Uh, you don't need inventory. You don't need huge amounts of inventory and all the environmental carbon impact of that. We can manage it here in an ADFA and we can deliver what you need when you need it. Uh, the, other, uh, the other benefit is that uh, we are the first company to be able to say to our customers, listen, if you don't install that, we'll take the product back. We'll take it back and it might be used for an order tomorrow again. We'll repurpose it. We'll, we'll uh, use that product again. Uh, but also, if you have product that is sitting in your, uh, in, your in terms of telecoms or, or your exchange and you, uh, your customer doesn't need that anymore, we'll take that product back. We'll recycle it. We'll reuse it. We'll repurpose it. And you can use that as equipment for another order. We can actually help you reduce your cost of capital, your overall investment planning. So that, in that respect, the logistic element is a fully integrated approach to this, which works with our customers to say, it's our, in our interest to make sure you're more efficient and we can help you be more efficient if we get more involved with your business. Is it too grandiose to say that you've reinvented the supply chain process? As far as our customers are concerned, our customers in ADFA, that would be correct. I think we have changed it. We have reinvented the approach. Because you stand back and you say, what can you actually do with logistics? And unless you look at it from a different perspective, and certainly sustainability allowed us to look at it in a different, with a different lens, then, yeah, absolutely it is. And our customers are now are benefiting from something they are not getting from any other uh, of their suppliers. And it would be very hard for them for that to be replicated. The, the reason is that we found a solution. We then backed that up by um, um, a business systems application where we, which we developed. So we were able to say, uh, we can tell you everything that's going on along the supply chain at any time you wish us to tell you. And that in itself is unique. Michael introduces a term here that I find really interesting, the sustainability lens. Michael is saying that this project could never have happened if he hadn't looked at Adver Optical Networking with a sustainability focus. That's correct. And the, and the sustainability was, was where we said, OK, um, what can we do 
to reduce the need to bring product onto our site and for our customer to take the product uh, and store it for sometimes weeks at a time. What can we do to reduce the amount of resources that are required to service that customer? Now those in themselves are very big questions that are very hard uh, for the normal traditional logistics process to be able to change things. We, we did it on the basis that could we reduce our customers' inventory to zero? And that was our starting point. How would we do that? Uh, how could we help our customer install faster? How could we reduce the high level of, of cancellations because a site isn't ready, for example, which is a fundamentally a, a big issue across the telecoms uh, installation base? Uh, and we took those big questions and said, hang on, can sustainability help us answer what we uh, those questions what could we do differently and it what it is about let's reduce the carbon by not supplying the product unless the customer needs it let's deliver the product as close to the point of that customer you where that customer uses that product as possible let's reduce the cancellations because we work so close with our customer that we almost become part of their planning department so that we can say to them okay uh, you need this product tomorrow uh, you've got your manpower in place, right, it's going to be there. And they can pick the equipment up from 7 o'clock in the morning till 7 o'clock at night. There isn't a restriction there about it has to be delivered to a, a certain position at a certain time. Uh, and if you don't use it, please send it back to us and we'll use it again. And, and that is an evolution in our end-to-end our, in our -end logistics. Now, although the concept of the project sounds fascinating, the real success needs to be measured in what it delivers. Let's start with Adver Optical Networking's customers. What do they get out of this? One of our customers had a cancellation rate of pretty close to 8%. That's 8% of all the product that went out was cancelled in flight. Uh, we've reduced that to 0.9%. That's less than 1%. A huge benefit to the, to the customer. Items which were cancelled when we received an order... Uh, and then for some reason uh, was cancelled before we even dispatched the product. A, a significant problem for us as a, a, as a supplier, that was running at 4%. We've eliminated it, completely eliminated it. And also for items which would have normally went into their stock locations uh, to be sitting there for a, uh, for a period of time before it's being used, we've more than halved that inventory in just the areas uh, in this particular customer, we've effectively halved their inventory. And we could get that to elimination uh, over the next year. So Michael clearly has some compelling financial benefits, but what about the environment? How is this project going to help make the world a better place? First of all, if we're not supplying all of the product that just sits in the warehouse, and you can obviously imagine there's a lot of equipment that sits in, where, in our customers' warehouses, that isn't being used, it's already consumed the carbon, it's, all, it's all had, already had an impact on the environment. If we can eliminate our inventory so that we only, we're, we're working to the beat of the demand rather than a stocking process, then we take that element out. If we uh, deliver to the point of use uh, so that our customers only have to travel a sh very short distances, in, in a lot of instances less than a mile, to pick the equipment up rather than let's say eight or nine miles, which is typical to, to a, uh, a stocking location, and then going to an install, then there's that, that impact to it. But also, 
within uh, within our equipment, telecoms equipment, there are a lot of very precious, scarce materials that um, ultimately we don't want to consume if we don't have to. So because the scarcity of, of that product, but also that that we don't want to put product into the industry that at some point in the future is not we're not able to recycle. Uh, so it, by reducing that, all of those impacts uh, to our customer. But for us as a business, it makes, it makes us look afresh at what we're doing. Can we do things that are different that actually doesn't have an impact on the environment? And all those things aren't just our customers' benefits, it's about us too. So this project massively reduces carbon footprint, eliminates excess inventory, keeps more precious materials in the ground and improves recycle rates. It's clear to see why BT, the Quest Forum and others have hailed this project as revolutionary. What's more, this is just the beginning. Currently the project is only operational in the UK and Ireland. I wanted to know if Michael has plans to take this global. Absolutely. Uh, we, we've done it for the UK, UK and Ireland. Uh, we're now working on Europe. Uh, Europe, we have the infrastructure now for Europe. And for North America, we have Chicago and New York um, available to us now. And within about another six months, we'll have some other real hotspots, uh, Washington, for example, and further down the, uh, the East Coast on, in, uh, in the, uh, North America. You mentioned they're adding new things as well. So is the service continually being refined and developed? It, it is, yeah. I mean, we, you know, we, we found that uh, uh, our logistics model has so many benefits for our customers, but it it doesn't suit all customers. They have different things that they want from it. Uh, they might want to hold the product in place for, instead of delivering it next day, they might want it in place for two or three days just in case they they can't clear the issues up. Uh, so another customer, we put in the facility so we can actually hold that product in that location for two or three days. Uh, that was something new we hadn't considered. Uh, would be appropriate or anybody, any of our customers would want. The other thing is reporting the benefits, the KPIs levels. So our reporting, that's improved. And our customers are asking for different things on that as well. So it is evolving, even, for, even now it's evolving. So it's introduced six months ago. Uh, we're probably on uh, dot three now uh, in terms of different customers wanting different things from it. And that, it, it has that flexibility. What's amazing about Adver Optical Networking's sustainability programme is that it's still at the beginning of its journey and it has a long way to go. Before I close this episode of the podcast, I asked Michael one last question. What's next? It starts, it, it starts now where we're bringing in more technical solutions as well. So it isn't just about end-to-end. This is about... Uh, bringing other channels of product. At the moment, we deliver Ethernet through the through this the uh, the logistics model. We can bring other products into that now as well, uh, and we can bring third-party equipment into that. So, from a log- the logistics model concerned, then there's significant uh, things that we're doing to improve it uh, next year. As far as sust- sustainability is concerned. Uh, we have a whole suite of activity that's going on from energy saving uh, within our equipment um, to in, uh, in terms of different levels of engagement, in terms of technical engagement with our customers where we can actually deliver significant sustainability benefits to them to just from a purely technical power uh, energy saving um, um, requirement. <laughs>